and welcome back to Live and Improvised. In this episode, we're continuing to focus on Zimbabwean music. We'll talk more and listen to music from Thomas Mafumo. Mafumo was a Zimbabwean musician born in 1945. He's a political icon, songwriter, and musician arranger. He's also one of the first Zimbabwean musicians who reached an international audience. He was born in what was then called Rhodesia and began playing in bands from the age of 16 onwards. Like many African artists of his generation, Mafumo's early bands played American rock and soul music. His later bands began fusing these styles with traditional Shona music. During this period, singing in the Shona language and playing traditional music was a political act, and Mafumo was arrested and jailed in 1977, particularly for songs like Hokoyo or Watch Out, which we'll hear later. In 1978, he came together with a group of musicians who became the Blacks Unlimited and began recording. Mapfumo was active in the Zimbabwean liberation movement and was an important figure in the early development of the Chimaranga style. His lyrics, quote, reflected the concerns of the people around him, hardships in the rural areas, young men heading into the bush to fight, and a rising sense of indignation at white rulers who had systemically devalued Shona culture for four generations, end quote. Mapfumo was initially a supporter of the newly elected regime of 1980, but later became sharply critical of President Robert Mugabe. Following the release of his 1989 album Corruption, Mapfumo was persecuted by the government, and as a result, he chose to live in exile in Eugene, Oregon for 20 years, banning air as an excellent biography of Thomas Mapfumo when he tells the story of um, Mapfumo's decision to go into go into exile. Um, he tried to keep it very, very hush-hush and very quiet for everyone's safety. And apparently his, his teenage daughters and family members came home one day from school and their mother told them to pack their things because tomorrow they'd be going to America. It's, it's a hell of a story. Mafumo continued to return to Zimbabwe to perform and record until 2005, at which point he believed it was no longer safe for him to return home. After Mugabe's ouster in 2017, Mafumo returned to Zimbabwe in April of 2018. It was the first time he'd returned home in 13 years. Musically, Mafumo's Chimaranga style consciously fused African and American popular styles with traditional Shona music to create a political statement. By the 1980s, his music was considered traditional Chimaranga, which is kind of a contradiction in terms, and Zimbabwean imports of his American recorded music remained popular. Because of Mafumo's outspoken critiques of Mugabe and support for Zimbabwean autonomy and democracy, he's known as the Lion of Zimbabwe. This is a brief introduction to Mapfumo, and if you're interested in learning more, there are several excellent features on the Afropop Worldwide website, where Mapfumo sits down with interviews with Fanning Ayer, who's a musician, journalist, scholar, and biographer, to talk about the meanings behind four of his songs. There's also several episodes that discuss Mapfumo's life. The first episode covers his life in music during the liberation years. The second episode covers his life during the Mugabe period. And the third episode talks about Mapfumo's return to Zimbabwe. This episode is being released alongside another episode, which is going to be a purely music playlist. I, I wanted to give some notes on that music, um, simply because a lot of it's going to be literally foreign, and I thought some context might help the music make more sense. The accompanying playlist will give you a sense of Mapfumo's music over the length of his 30-plus year career. The playlist opens with one of my favorite Mapfumo tracks, Sarah Vende, which contains everything I find wonderful about Chimaranga music. Deep, danceable grooves, swirling, hypnotic cross-rhythms, a mixture of Zimbabwean and Western instruments and musical styles, and Mapfumo's distinctive resonant baritone voice. 
The song's groove is based on this 3 plus 3 plus 2 rhythm. It's an unconventional rhythm for Zimbabwe music, but it features the Blacks Unlimited playing with razor-sharp rhythmic precision. Another gem in the performance is a descending line that Mapfumo sings twice in the song. These display the lower end of his vocal register, and as the bass player extends the line downwards, shows the interplay between vocal and instrumental parts in this music. Finally, once the infectious groove becomes embedded in your mind and body, return to the start of the track. The song's introduction teases us with a reggae-inspired drum fill and a unison guitar and bass line, neither of which really contains any hint of the forthcoming groove, until suddenly these parts shatter with the entrance of the full band and the kaleidoscopic free fall down into the groove. I find this recording irresistibly danceable, and it's one of my favorite world music tracks. The second track in this playlist is Buca Tiende, Mapfumo's Chimaringa version of a classic Mbira piece. This recording showcases the stylistic fusion that made Mapfumo's reputation. It opens with an Mbira playing the traditional Kushara parts before being joined by drums, electric guitar, hosho, and bass. Mapfumo found several ways of adapting Mbira music to Western instruments, and I selected this track because it's one of the most fusion-y examples. Consider the tr two traditional parts in Mbira music, the kushara, or leading part, and kunsinira, or accompanying or following parts. These distinctions are easy to hear, as Mapfumo arranges the music so an Mbira is playing the kushara part, and an electric guitar is playing the kunsinira part. Another aspect of this recording's fusion can be heard in the percussion. We hear the hosho, the gourd rattles that are traditionally used in Mbira music. We also hear what a lot of African musicians call jazz drums, the Western drum kit, which adopts the hosho part onto the hi-hat and adds other rhythmic fills on the rest of the kit. Lastly, Mapfumo's vocal parts are drawn from traditional Mbira singing, with alternations between high huro parts To me, this recording displays Mapfumo's indebtedness to the Shona music of his ancestors, as well as his ability to transform this music into the new Chimaringa style. Shumba, or Lion, is the third song in this playlist. I wanted to showcase another iteration of Mapfumo's ability to fuse Mbira music with other styles. This example is more representative of much of Mapfumo's music, where he moves away from using Mbira and Hosho, but evokes their sound with the paired electric guitar lines and drum part. One of my favorite things about Chimaranga music, and about African popular music more generally, is the guitar writing. African musicians do not rely on conventional western split between a lead guitar, playing single note lines, and a rhythm guitar, playing supporting chords. Instead, many African pop and rock styles treat the two or more guitars as partners. Here, we can hear two distinct guitar parts, distinguished by timbre and register. Neither is necessarily more important than the other. 
Rather, the magic comes from the melodic and rhythmic interplay between them. Matfumo's guitarists, and again, many African electric guitarists, approach the instrument and its role in the larger ensemble in a way that I always find fresh, exciting, and full of new possibilities. song in this playlist features a track from Matfumo's early career, Hokoyo. This song predates Chimaranga music as an established style, so many of the stylistic conventions we've been listening for in these earlier tracks are absent or are present in a not yet fully realized way. Despite this, the music's energy and drive are unmistakably Matfumoan. The song actually got Matfumo in trouble with the white Rhodesian government. Uh, my memory's fuzzy on the details and my copy of Benning Air's excellent Lion Songs, Thomas Matfumo and the music that made Zimbabwe is currently locked in my office, along with my raincoat and soon-to-be-dead bamboo plant. Suffice it to say that the title, which translates as Watch Out, and the context in which the song were, was released underscore the political dimension so vital to much of Matfumo's work. Most Westerners approach Matfumo's music as a purely auditory creation. We don't speak Shona. So I wanted to take this time to underscore the ubiquity of political themes in Mapfumo's music and in his larger reception. Bob Marley is a reasonable comparison. While not every Marley song has a political dimension, many do, and this fact shapes how we hear and interpret Marley's lyrics overall. This dimension of Mapfumo's music is lost on known Shona speakers, as he rarely recorded in English or in a Felakuti-esque pigeon mix, in this case of Shona in English. Because we're on the subject of Mepfumo's music and politics, I wanted to feature one of these rare examples, Disaster, as a fifth song on this playlist. The three lyrics that are recognizable to English speakers are a filler, sort of placeholder word, mama, and the keywords disaster and corruption. <laughs> The song overall talks about the troubles facing average Zimbabweans who are living under Robert Mugabe's rule, showing how far Mapfumo's politics have evolved from his early support for Mugabe as a rebel leader against white minority rule. While Mapfumo's politics are not wholly consistent across his career, there are several strong and recurring themes. Support for those fighting to make Zimbabwe live up to its promise, castigation of those corrupting that promise, and sympathy for the plight of everyday people. For Western listeners, who again typically don't speak or understand Shona, these messages can be lost in Mapfumo's catchy grooves. Foregrounding our understanding of Mapfumo as a political artist can ground us in the social realities of his music as the horns blare, the guitars swirl, and the voices call and respond with one another. One final note, since we had mentioned Marley, the song showcases the popularity of Marley in particular and reggae music more generally in Zimbabwe. Um, this is especially noticeable in the introduction. Now, there's lots more map Fumo where this came from, and anyone interested in digging beyond this introduction knows where to find me. I'll close this playlist with a track from one of my favorite map Fumo recordings, Live at El Rey. This 1995 live recording was made in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, on map Fumo's 50th birthday. While well, the tour's original concept was to feature Mapfumo Unplugged, performing with a pair of Mbiras, this idea was abandoned in favor of additional bass and drum accompaniment. Some see this as a missed opportunity to hear Mapfumo's music stripped down to its most intimate essence. It is. 
but this is still a fantastic recording of an excellent performance. The Mbiras are panned in the recording for clarity and separation, making it very easy to hear the Pushara and Quinceanera parts and their interactions with one another, and the very muscular bass, which is Banning Air's description, works above and around their playing, sort of weaving through like a third melodic line, not fulfilling the traditional bass role that we associate um, with that instrument in the West. If you enjoy this type of Mafumo's music, um, which is furthest from his Chimaranga style and sort of closest to the traditional Mbira music, I implore you to check out the exquisite 16-track Afropop 1991 recording of Mafumo live at SOB's in New York City. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the music. I'm 